Yikes! Like, never mind the head, look at the bread! <gasps> Just as I suspected. Counterfeit. Hmm. A masterpiece of duplication, except for one tiny slip-up. What's that, Batman? President Lincoln never wore a turtleneck sweater. Hey, Scooby! Scooby, Scooby-Doo, looking for you. Scooby, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Whoa, look at All the stars are here, waiting for you. Couldn't have a show without you. Like holy Houdini, Batman, it's another episode of Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week, myself and a guest will take you through a mystery from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. My guest this week is Ian Cadlick, one of my good buddies, and coincidentally, the first ever guest on Heavy Metal. And he is back to discuss the new Scooby-Doo movies, season one, episode two, the dynamic Scooby-Doo affair, also known as Scooby-Doo meets Batman and Robin. Ian, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad to have you. I'm so glad to be here. Hey, buddy. Now, What's going on? (laughs) as As we all know, as the audience knows, this is your second time being on the show. But yes. as you and I know, uh, there's a third episode out there that simply uh, has been lost to time. <laughs> um, a few months ago, we recorded an entire episode about uh, the time that Scooby-Doo met The Flash. On the um, new uh, Guess Who Scooby-Doo show. Mm-hmm. I was, and it was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. And for some reason... Um, the little robot guy that we have that records us uh, decided that he was going to record nothing that time. <laughs> like I had the whole file and there was just nothing in it at all, which was terrific. Uh, so we're really hoping that it works out this time and that you'll get to hear our wonderful voices. Um, yes. Cause that's the only time that that has happened to me. Uh, I guess so, it's just, I had to be special. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it was bad. Um, <laughs> bad luck on your part but i wanted to get you back for this uh we're going to release this right around the time that the new batman movie is coming out and i was like well we gotta discuss scooby-doo beats batman Perfect. there's one guy i know that <laughs> likes batman i do i do indeed it's my it's pal so, ian it's so funny with as when we've talked before for a long time, I had said that I'd never watched any of the Scooby-Doo series, like, completely or anything, and I'd only seen, I had a Batman, you know, Scooby-Doo meets Batman disc, DVD, and that's what I had seen, mm-hmm. and it was not this episode. So yeah. it's a different Scooby-Doo meets Batman episode, because I've never seen this before. <laughs> yeah, they made two of these um, during the new Scooby-Doo movies, which was a uh, a series back in the seventies um, where they were bringing in special guest stars every week for uh, a special hour long episode of Scooby-Doo featuring a different guest star each week, um, usually to promote other things that are, uh, um, 
you know, under the Warner Brothers umbrella, or I guess it was CBS at the time was who was producing this, but you know, to mm-hmm. to promote the the family and everything yeah. and get and get kids interested in various things. And uh, they made two Batman movies. Um, and I just decided, you know, like we were talking about which one we should do, and I was mm-hmm. just like, well, let's just do the first one they made. But I guess yeah. that this one is not the more famous one. I don't know because there is definitely one where like I think the other one like joker and the penguin are in it like the whole time as opposed yeah, to this the other one it's it starts in like a swamp and they find they discover joker penguin and i want to say riddler i want i want to guess that there's another there's more villains and then they're just chasing them around the whole time yeah and it's like oh, okay it, it's essentially it is essentially the same to this but yeah this has a whole old woman instead of a batman villain so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when did this come out? When did this episode? This actually came out in 1972, so it's 50 years old this year. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So there's some very obvious tells, especially with the animation, obviously. Oh. Um, and there's some there's some there's some charm in it, and then there's other times where it's like, "What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I realized in the first like three, the first three times that Daphne is on screen only her arm is animated mm-hmm. her entire body is cut out and it's just like a sticker and then her arm is going up and down <laughs> I yeah was like, that's great i love it like <laughs> the animation the stakes are really wild in in this time they're like multiple times that they just like didn't color in velma's glasses mm-hmm. there's one insane shot later With on batman's where, glove yeah he just yes! has like a <laughs> A hand that they drew a ring on, and I'm like, "What is this?" No one, <laughs> yeah. no one else has that color hand or yeah. is wearing rings. Yeah, it's like, why? Who thought that this was what yeah. Batman looks like? Right, <laughs> exactly. and it's in the middle Batman's of his like about to grappling up, and it cuts to just his gloved hand again. And I was <laughs> like, crazy. amazing. Like, <laughs> um, so Ian, what is your history with batman well um as soon as i was running around uh we had all of the batman movies on dvd mm-hmm. the, the original four and so i grew up watching well, that's not that's not the full truth i'd seen the first michael keaton one probably like once on vhs mm-hmm. but i predominantly owned Batman and Robin on VHS, and I watched that one over and over and over and over. So for a long time, that was my context of what Batman was, <laughs> was just Batman and Robin. Yeah. And then I'd see him in the uh, the Batman animated shows and, you know, the Scooby-Doo Batman one, and I, I was reading comics and stuff, but then my first, like, foray into who the Dark Knight was would, would have been... Uh, the first Lego Batman game. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then you know, for Christmas when it was clear that I was getting more into comics, I got a DVD Blu-ray that had all four Batman movies and two of the animated series Batman movies. So like, I had all awesome. of those. Yeah, th- and they were good stuff. But I never sat and like watched the animated show beginning to end. And I s- started kind of trying to when they added them to HBO Max. Yeah. It was it was bothering me that they they're not in order. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I can't do this at all. Like I, I physically like it was really bothering me that they were all just shuffled onto yeah. that uh, the episode like listings. 
and so I stopped. But like what I watched, they were good. And the movies that I had were the Mister Freeze, mm-hmm. and then the Mystery of the Batwoman one. Yeah, yeah. And those were the two that I had. And they're great. Very good. I I love that Batman the Animated Series so so much. Like I some of my coziest memories are was be, me like kindergarten aged. We would go to the um library and check yep. out the box set of oh, yeah. Batman the cartoon and and watch that. Um and then the only other like DVDs that I owned that had Batman on them is we had the complete challenge of the Super Friends cartoon. Um <laughs> which you wanted to talk about like animation mistakes. That shows even cheap more cheap than Scooby Doo. <laughs> and then uh we had the Adam West Batman film, the uh, oh, feature length Batman movie, which there is really silly stuff. Um, really, really good time there. So that's my uh, history with mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. And then, you know, since then, obviously I've seen all the movies and a lot of the cartoons and stuff. He's just a, he's a great guy. Yeah. Batman. Okay. I'll- well, since we brought it up, rank him. Rank the Batman? The live action Batman. Okay. Um, you know what? I've lied to you, Ian. I've actually never seen Batman forever. So I cannot, in good faith, rank wow. Val Kilmer because I've never seen his portrayal of the character. Well, that's, uh, that's okay because of that movie, he's the worst part. So okay. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> like, I enjoy those movies. I enjoy those four a lot and yeah of course love michael keaton and i love um i think george clooney is a good bruce wayne mm-hmm. and i think val kilmer struggles at both fair um, enough <laughs> and um he is one of the scenes that always made me laugh is uh i think it's a scene that's in the f- oh who oh dang it's been it's been a little while since i've seen all of them like in a row but um, I'm pretty sure it is Michael Keaton where he's like meeting with the psychologist that's like trying to diagnose him and he's like mm-hmm. hitting on her the entire movie but she's in love with Batman yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's in love with Batman you know kind of thing and so he hears her grunting and he just knocks down her like 12 foot mahogany door to her office and he's like boxing in her like in her office, she's like punching a punching bag and he's like, Oh, I'll fix the door or whatever. She's like, I hope you have the money to fix it or whatever. Like, it's just so dumb. But I remember being like, why is this Batman so strong? Like it's a 12 <laughs> foot, like giant door. And he just like shoulder checks it and pushes in and like knocks it off the hinges. And like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, I guess this is about Kilmer's as super strength. That was something that like stuck with me as a kid. And then I realized, Oh, that's just, just a dumb door. But like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a silly movie. Yeah, um, but for real, of those four, Val Val's pretty low on mine, um, and I'm just a sucker for Affleck's probably higher on mine than he is on yours. I'll say that. Yeah, probably, but yeah. I do think he's good. Um, I think he's good, and he just oh, whatever. <laughs> like, I guess I have to put Clooney at the bottom. Uh, yeah. You know, with peace and love to the guy, he it's not his fault really, right. um, and then. I guess that leaves me with three others, right? Because um, mm-hmm. we haven't seen Pattinson yet. Um, yeah. So I will go 
You know what? I'll go Bale, Affleck, and then Keaton at the top. Um, mm-hmm. I do like the Bale movies a lot better than I like the um, the more modern movies with Batman in him. But I think that Ben Affleck does a good job, and I don't necessarily like Christian Bale as Batman so that's much exactly as I like I the movies that he's in. You know? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Um, going back and rewatching them, uh, I rewatched. We watched Batman Begins and then The Dark Knight Rises, which mm-hmm. is not like cut out the the best of the three yeah. inadvertently. Um, Christian Bale to me, it's just not a. It's not they're not good Batman movies. They're just good movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, as a Batman, he's kind of annoying, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. <laughs> moving forward, it's just like, oh, okay. And then yeah. we got what was it? Joseph Gordon Levitt as Robin. So hell yeah, man! Can't wait for his movie. Yeah, that's coming any day now. I think. Release um, the the Gordon cut. The Joseph <laughs> Gordon <Levitt> cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but uh, all that being said, I think Pattinson's going to easily steal number one for me. I'm very excited. I love Robert Pattinson. I think he's a terrific actor. Um, yeah. One of my favorites working right now. That movie looks like it will be good. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think I have nothing but high hopes. Yeah. I hope that this doesn't come out and then we are really uh, like embarrassed. Like if we watch the movie and like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> Here we I are think, like, it's going to be great. <laughs> I think that, oh man, I always forget who's uh, um, directing it. It always slips Matt my mind. Reeves. Matt Reeves. I Correct. love his stuff yeah i'm a big fan of his like filmography yeah and i think that he's directed some like things that don't get a lot of talk um or like they pop up and then they go away kind of thing yeah like the planet of the apes movies like mm-hmm. the new ones they were so good and then just everyone was like yeah those are cool and then just moved on yeah it is weird how nobody talks about the apes movies anymore because i do really like all three of those. I all think three of them. They're very good. Yeah, they're very good. And um, yeah, I don't know. Recently, he did a. Oh wait, this is. I looked up his stuff. His IMDb, and it's all. I I was stuck on the producer stuff. I was like, I don't care about that. But it's. He hmm. he was a director on Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good, good for him, I guess. <laughs> um. Well, I guess let's get into the dynamic Scooby Doo affair. Is the name of the episode. Um, I I titled my notes Scooby Doo because mm -hmm. I didn't want to forget that I hate this theme song. Oh, you don't like this theme song? No, that is. This is the second time we've covered this particular show on on heavy metal, and uh, I think the past guest said the same thing. I like it. I think it's fine. It's fun. I think well exactly, but like in comparison to all of the other Scooby Doo ones, yeah, sure. it's not very high. It's yeah. not very high. It definitely is not as good as you know the "Where Are You" song for yeah. sure. Um, but what are you gonna do? You know, Call this Scooby-Doo. is. <laughs> I do think it's funny that like they this is the first second show. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it was Scooby-Doo, Are You? And then they went away for a couple of years, and they came back with this. Yeah. The new Scooby-Doo movies. They were like, you know what? We're just going to go from 
one to ten immediately going from yeah. from 20 minute very secluded like episodes where uh um you know it's just the gang are in like a spooky house and looking for a ghost or whatever now it's an hour long we're getting guest stars they're gonna they're gonna f- fight the penguin or whatever it's like <laughs> they're gonna fight the penguin and joker yeah exactly. and their eyes are a bit too big for their stomach because they really like the animators could not handle oh, what they were being hidden <laughs> i do um, love especially in stuff stuff like this it's fun to notice that like 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 this style of animation there's just no shading because there's no time for it it's just here's red yeah. here's green moving on like yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's great stuff uh so the the episode opens um the gang are on their oh, way wait, to real quick. i'm sorry i wanted mm-hmm. to say it was so weird to me that of the intros, there's a full just man firing a gun in the intro. And I was like, whoa, that is not cartoon violence. That is straight up this cowboy firing a gun at Scooby-Doo. It's like, oh my god. That caught me off guard, like, pushing play. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> just because it was so unexpected for, like, yeah. that to be in the intro of a Scooby-Doo thing. Well, hey, they got to unmask a cowboy at some point. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Sorry, I just want to throw that in there because it was so like, oh my god. What are they going to do? Give him a lasso? Yes. <laughs> well, had, Shaggy had a lasso in this episode, so that's you know. true. It'd be crazy if Shaggy just had a gun. <laughs> just shoots Joker. He's like, this is something you've never been able to do, Batman. It just shoots. Dad, and he's like, would you shoot him for a Scooby snack? And then they both pull out a gas. <laughs> oh, that's a good stuff. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, the gang, sorry. The gang are doing what every teenager is going to do. They're going on a trip to their to a mystery club convention. Exactly. <laughs> they, you got to go to. They hit a bump in the road and their headlights go out, so they're going to be, you know, responsible car owners and, and stop to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, when suddenly they see a plane coming out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and this is one of the things where the limitations really add up. Cause like, I couldn't tell if the plane was supposed to be crashing or right. if it was just like close. But no, the plane lands nearby and uh, Fred suggests that maybe the pilot is in some sort of trouble. So they have to mm-hmm. go and investigate and maybe help out you know lend a hand um but they discover something very weird which yeah. is that the plane uh is you know down in some field with all of the lights off and two men have driven out of the plane in, in a jeep and are carrying some sort of a crate on the back yeah and velma's like this is weird yeah and Fred's like, oh, we got to follow him. This is a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you openly, like, <laughs> there's a difference between someone saying, like, hey, can you help me find the missing whatever? And you just watching people at an airfield. <laughs> yeah, it's none of your business at all, actually. <laughs> I mean, I mean, good good on him for stopping the crime. But right. <laughs> this is just like a man unloading a plane. Like He's like, how dare you? <laughs> Yeah, even if I like came across this and I thought something shady was going on, 
None of my business. I'm yeah. not doing anything. <laughs> it fixed my light because we're still there was no road and we're still in the middle of the swamp that we're <laughs> driving through. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they follow the uh, mysterious men mm-hmm. to a what looks like to be an abandoned farmhouse in the middle of nowhere, where they take the crate in and they get back on their jeep and they drive off. And now, after seeing this, let's go in. <laughs> let's go see what's in that crate. Let's let's further trespass. What like let's actually break the law now. Like, yeah, like trespassing, and it is a, also a felony to like open someone else's mail. Maybe they were just getting right. a late night delivery. Right, <laughs> it's a federal crime to this late night farmhouse. Yeah. but there could be something suspicious. They have probable cause, is what Fred's saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They go in. uh, They 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 find that the crate is strapped to the floor with these big leather uh, restraints, and Mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, "Well, this is weird." Now we actually have a mystery. It's not just a crate that we could just open. And then uh, they hear a car arrive. so they clearly know that they are in the wrong here because they tried to hide, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like everybody hide, <laughs> and then we get a great gag of Shaggy and Scooby hiding behind each other mm-hmm. continuously. It's great stuff. <laughs> Shaggy tries to get a weapon in case he needs to fight. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the intruder. Um, so he tries to pick up the furniture, but he finds that it's nailed to the floor, which is. Suspicious behavior for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people driving the car are, in fact, not our would be assailants, but are, in fact, Batman and Robin. Correct. Batman. Who they recognize. So we know that Batman and Robin exist in this world because mm-hmm. Velma's like, hey, look, it's Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Batman and Robin's like, why are you here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we were on Bat Patrol. Yes, they were. They were just. They were doing what the gang are doing. I guess they they saw a mysterious plane and they were like, "Let's come investigate this." Yeah. <laughs> um, which, as we know, Batman and Robin, they're they're classic uh, breaking and enterers. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 take the law into their own hands. As That's why he wears a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what's smart. The gang they forgot their masks in the mystery. They forgot their <laughs> um. But uh, they they come in and they they are about to open the crate themselves when they find out that this house is not abandoned at all. Mm-hmm. There's a light on upstairs and there's an old woman, Mrs. Baker, there who we lives go. in this would be abandoned farmhouse, and she seems not very perturbed by there being a bunch of strangers in her. No, home. there's there's <laughs> one adult man. And then five kids and then a dog just yeah. in her living room. <laughs> Trying to rip her furniture out of the, out of the ground. <laughs> exactly. And she's like, oh, what's this box? I don't know. Yeah. I she love cl- that- oh, go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. No, I was just saying, I love that multiple times. Obviously, this starts it, but multiple times they're like, oh, she's just an old woman. She doesn't know what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. They continue to say – this old woman does not know what's going on. She couldn't do anything. <laughs> They're in her house. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> you think for a second she didn't know what this crate is? Like you're just going to take her word for it because she's a, like moves a little slowly. <laughs> um, they, but yes, it, it, she doesn't know what's in the crate. So, uh, you know, Batman takes this as his opportunity to open it. And yep. they find inside one of these, like, it's like a punching bag toy, like the little mm-hmm. wobble dolls, like you, like you, you would hit it and it would fall down and then bounce back. Um, yeah. It's a, they call it a punch clown because he's a little clown guy. Um, and, and Batman's like, it's a harmless toy. <laughs> and then throws it across the room. Yeah. Just How so funny. Just fucking. <laughs> I opened this person's, you know, trash. <laughs> it's just a toy. Who cares? Right. Harmless. And then, and then he's like, I, this is just so funny too, because obviously they're playing up the, the, just the Batman aspect. But if at any point Batman finds a clown, why wouldn't flags be raised immediately? <laughs> It's like yep. your main villain only dresses like a clown. <laughs> Everything he does is, is clown related. Right. Like at no point would you find like if he went to like a murder scene and found like a clown doll on the ground, he wouldn't be like, Hey, what? who who did That's it? so funny? There's a clown doll on the ground. <laughs> Some kid must have dropped this. Exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. But we uh we Get a good, a couple of good jokes from uh, Shaggy in this episode. Also, ninety percent of Shaggy's lines in this episode are just one-liners. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as Scooby throws the clown against the wall, Shaggy says, "Never mind my head. Look at the all the bread." And then the clown <laughs> is open and it's poured out of counterfeit money. Yeah, yeah, counterfeit money, which I found hilarious to be. It's counterfeit five-dollar bill. <laughs> Yeah. Not even like, not even fifties, not even twenties. It's five dollar nope. bills, nope. Um, which uh, which Batman is able to uh, brilliantly deduce is counterfeit because, of course, as we all know, um, Abraham Lincoln never wore a turtleneck sweater. Exactly, and they <laughs> overlooked where the that. Comes from, and I love it. Uh, I've seen this obviously online a bunch and I didn't know what episode it came down to, but also when Batman picks it up and he's like, you know, what's that Batman? Abraham Lincoln never wore a turtleneck sweater. He says all that. It's the hands are white that are holding the dollar bill Mm -hmm. and Batman's Mm -hmm. holding is wearing his suit. So maybe he he put on silicone gloves so he could, uh, he could handle the over uh, his blue. Uh huh. Bat gloves doesn't so want to get any. any... Still don't look white. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's so funny to me, and <laughs> they're just like, "Oh, phony money! Wow!" Who yeah, would now make- we now we actually have a mystery. We were right. <laughs> now there's an actual crime that we can investigate. Yeah. Um, so they follow these. The they go outside to find the tire tracks on the ground. Um, mm-hmm. Whole gang is looking for him. Batman and Robin are just sort of standing around, letting the gang look for these <laughs> these yeah. shreds. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they have some sort of a, a bat magnifying glass that would come in handy. But yeah, they're they're letting the kids do the work for him. Um, and they find Jeep tracks, so they're going to follow the tracks to a junkyard. Um, they give they give Scooby some 
Scooby snacks. They do not give Shaggy anything to go. Nope. And he complains <laughs> about that later. He's like, why don't I get Shaggy snacks? Yeah, what's the big deal here? <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> um, yeah, Shaggy needs to stand up for himself more, which he does a little bit in this episode, but still. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so they go to this furniture off the wall to beat Batman to death with. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to this junkyard, and this junkyard sequence is very bizarre in total. Yeah. Um, really weird, just pacing and structure. Um, yeah. So they find these these footprints. Daphne points out that the guy climbed over a stack of cars, mm-hmm. and then the shot shows the cars, and like the footprints are going like. Perpendicularly uh, up the side uh, of the car, of like a van. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so good, good deducing on her part. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they, Batman and Robin borrow Shaggy and Scooby to investigate because Scooby can follow the scent of these, mm-hmm. these uh, footprints. Um, There's no gooders. <laughs> so they show up, they, they find a big hole in the ground, which Batman points out is a car compactor. Right. Um, so this whole sequence is very bizarre. So Batman goes into the into the pit, yep. I guess, to look around to investigate. <laughs> Robin goes, "I'm gonna go up this crane to hang a light, a bat Attach light. Attach my first. bat light to the top uh, of the crane, so we can light up everything." So Batman's in the pit. Robin's going up. Shaggy and Scooby are just chilling out. They don't want to do anything. Um, yeah. So then back on the other side of the junkyard, Fred, Daphne, and Velma see Robin climbing the crane. Mm-hmm. Don't know who it is, so they think it's suspicious behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So they're watching this happen. Then at some point, Shaggy and Scooby get inside of an abandoned car. I don't think we see them climb in it, but they do eventually get inside this car. Mm-hmm. Then They're scared and they start running, and then it mm-hmm. just cuts to them inside a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, – Robin shine, like attaches the light. Now he's on top of the crane, so now the, the rest of the gang can see him up there. Mm. And then the crane starts to move. So, so Fred, Daphne, and Velma are like, I guess this is some sort of a plan that they are doing. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> like, what's going on here. is not a strong uh, suit between these two super teams. <laughs> the crane lifts Shaggy and Scooby's car up into the air. Yeah. And starts to drop it into the pit. And, and and Robin's like, look out, Batman. They're going to drop a car in here. So Batman hops out. Now Shaggy and Scooby are up in the thing. Fred's back down on the ground and is going, oh, if Batman's there and Robin's there, then who's operating the crane, right? Valid, valid question. Mm-hmm. So he runs to the crane. There's some sort of a hooded villain yes. in the crane. It's so we see him like just jump this guy in the hood. <laughs> I puts him in a headlock. Yeah. Then I wrote Fred attacks this man. He just puts this he tries to choke out the hooded guy immediately. <laughs> he does more he has, has more action scenes than Batman and Robin do in this episode. <laughs> um, so Batman throws his his grappling hook up there, yes. gets Shaggy and Scooby out right before they drop the car in, right? So the car crush gets crushed. And the Batman and Robin come down. And they're like, "Well, let's go to the crane, right?" Yeah. And there is so, a mask. So Robin had to come all the way down from the crane, uh-huh. and then go down with Batman, and then go back up to the mm-hmm. crane box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the crane, and there is a hooded figure in the crane, mm-hmm. as we saw, um, which Batman and Robin grab. <laughs> but for some reason, it's Fred wearing the hood now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> 
even though we clearly saw that that Fred had the upper hand, like he got the drop on this guy. Um, yeah. He had him fully like in a bear hug, like rolling around in there. And then Fred's just like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I came in here. The guy puts a hood on my head. Next thing I know, Batman and Robin are beating me up. What's going on here? This is crazy. <laughs> this is uh, right when they unmask Fred. It's the second uh, alliterative holy we get mm -hmm. with holy hoodwinks. Earlier, uh, Robin said holy Harlequins when they opened the box and found the clown. Right. And then later he says a few more, um, such as holy Houdini and holy hallucinations. Yeah, um, and then he also says "Holy Double Day" or "Double Team" or something when he sees Joker and Penguin. I didn't write that one down because it did not alliterate. So I he also know. says "Holy Basketball" at some point. <laughs> oh, he does. That's two points. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah, so like it is clearly just doing the whole Batman sixty six thing, but mm. it isn't. It's just Casey Kasem doing Robin's voice. It's not you know Burt <laughs> Ward or whatever. Yeah, um, but. Uh, so now they're kind of back to the drawing board. Um, uh, so they decide that they're going to go back to the farmhouse. Yes. And look for more clues. Yes. Maybe Mrs. Baker knows what's going on. Who knows? Yep. Um, so they go back to the farmhouse and it's missing. Farmhouse is gone. It's completely gone. Mm -hmm. um, this is truly my only memory of this episode because it's probably been like literally 15 years since I've watched this. Um, True. and I'm not a very old person, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, uh, like all I remember is being a little kid and being like, the house is gone. <laughs> That's great. Whoa. That's exactly what they're trying to do, man. What, what a arresting idea to little <laughs> me. I was like, this is insane. The whole right. house. The house is gone. Yeah. It's gone. Uh, and I love, I wrote this down because it's my favorite line in the whole episode, I think, that um, Batman's immediate reaction mm -hmm. is, oh, we were all hypnotized. <laughs> first reaction was, oh, was it group hypnosis? Was the house even there? Was what's her name even there? Like, how many times is he getting hypnotized, hip hypnotized for that to be his first thought when, the, oh, the house is gone. Oh, we were all hypnotized. I mean, probably a lot. Like, let's be honest. How many Batman villains have some sort of a hallucinatory <laughs> gas in their equipment? Quite in their a tool few. Belt? Yeah. Quite a few. <laughs> like, like, he's probably used to it. He probably doesn't believe anything that he sees with his own eyes anymore. <laughs> he's like, like Alfred comes comes up for dinner, you know, with like, you know, like, like roast beef or whatever, and he's he's looking at him sideways. You know, yeah. you eat it first, Alfred. <laughs> Exactly. It's just, it was so funny that that was his first reaction. But then yeah. we get another – I'm realizing now because I have the episode on in the background that Batman's hands constantly flash to white, like white skin, yeah. and, and back to the blue gloves constantly. While he's driving the car, <laughs> it cuts to yeah. like white knuckles, and then it cuts yeah. back to blue once he's out of the car. So I guess he takes off his bat, bat suit gloves to drive. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they're just reusing animation cells of like Fred driving that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Of Fred. <laughs> which just makes it so much weirder when it's the shot with him with the ring on. I'm like, who? Yeah. No one has a ring. <laughs> this is so. We have to watch the whole season to see where that hand came from. <laughs> yeah, like why? Why are you doing yeah. this ring thing? This is so yeah. weird. It's um, so weird. So anyway, yes, the house is gone. So where do they go? 
That's a, that's a great point. Um, so, but yeah, as, as you like, Batman suggests this uh, whole um, this whole group hypnosis thing, but then Velma astutely points out that um, the Batmobile is also missing, and that the Batmobile was parked at the porch of the of the house. So, if the Batmobile is missing, then this has to be our own reality that we're living in. Um, so. Batman's like, you're great point. You nailed it. What a great idea. And what a great and lucky break we've had. You know? Right. Because this means that we can use the Batmobile tracker that we mm-hmm. have to figure out where the Batmobile is. The only problem is, is that the Batmobile tracker is all the way back in the Batcave. They don't they haven't awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they haven't invented the technology to have a little, uh, you know, walkie-talkie. Essentially, exactly. yeah. <laughs> the computers but are like does, a very new thing. So this he is does have you know, a radio on his bat belt later, right? Right. Which you, you would think is right there, but mm-hmm. he, he hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, He's been fighting Penguin too many times to create a tracking device. So you know, Daphne and, and Fred are like, you know, hey. We can drive you to the back back cave. Mm-hmm. We can do that. That's cool. We could totally do that. We got a car. We got a van. We yeah, it. we fix the light off screen. It's fine. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then and Robin's like, I don't know. I don't yeah. Really, I don't really trust you guys that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Velma's like, Come on. We know it's a secret location. It's fine. We've got blindfolds. Yeah, just blindfold us and drive our own car, Batman. We've got five blindfolds ready to go in the mystery machine for any occasion. Exactly. What are they doing with those blindfolds? What are you doing with those, guys? What's the... I feel like it was probably like a blanket for Scooby and they just cut it up. (laughs) Something like that. Or it's like, oh, because no, you know, they like Scooby, it would be Shaggy's blanket. It was Shaggy's blanket, yeah. Shaggy's pillow, and they just shit it out. Shaggy, we got a pinata that we're all going to do it one time, so we need your pillow. Give us your pillow. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we get a great two word joke from <laughs> from Scab, uh, from Sco- fucking Shaggy. A great two-word joke from Shaggy. Do you like What's to set it up? Oh, yeah. okay. So uh, they're getting, <clears throat> they're about to get back in the car in the mystery machine. They're all being blindfolded, and Shaggy's like, "Hey, man, can we get a snack when we're at the Bat Cave?" <laughs> and Batman says, "Of course, we have Bat milk and Bat cookies." And Shaggy <laughs> just looks back, <laughs> disgusted, and says, "Bat milk." <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. It's he makes a great point. Yeah, a great point. If you put bat in front of everything, at some point, it's gonna sound like it came from a bat. Bat milk. I mean, bats are mammals. You could milk a bat. Yeah, exactly. Sure. It's like even he, even Pothead Shaggy's like, um, <laughs> not not me, man. Bat milk. Um, yeah, that sounds bad. I don't think that would taste very good. I mean, they're like little rodents. Yeah. Little mice guys. Um, <laughs> rodents, little mice. 
my, my camera is freezing, but I'm still here. I don't know okay. if I'm moving on your side. Yeah, you're freezing a little bit, but it's all good. We okay. got it. Um, so yeah, so they go back, and there's also a great bit where where Scooby Doo's riding up front with with uh, with, with with Batman and Robin. He's like, "Dynamic trio, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the three of us." I'm like, "You guys, come on!" <laughs> and Batman's like, "You're cute, but no, come on, put yeah. the blindfold on." <laughs> Imagine if he said yes, and then Scooby just leaves the Mystery Inc. Like, he's like, "I'm gonna go fight crime with Batman. Bye, guys." Like. Yeah, they're like, wow, you did a really great job following those tracks. We could use you. <laughs> yeah, come on, Scooby Doo. The Scarecrow's got a bomb under an elementary school school bus. Come on, buddy. <laughs> and he just says soinks and runs off. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's why Batman had to get Ace the Bat Hound. He right. could train his own dog. Exactly. That wouldn't be so goofy. Maybe he was inspired by Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, there you go. Ace the Bat Hat. <clears throat> okay, so we have Bat Milk, and then we get back to the Bat Cave mm-hmm. to track. Yeah, we see track. they have this giant, like, supercomputer that is the uh, um, the Batmobile tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, Velma says "far out," which I always love when they're like <laughs> "far out, groovy." It's like, hey, cool. They're kids in the sixties. Yeah. Is what they say. <laughs> Because it is far out. She's right. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so they 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 discovered that the Batmobile has been stolen, and they're taking it to the Gotham City amusement park. Uh, specifically, great idea on the carjackers' part. They're going to take it to where no one would ever expect it to be fake or real, rather, which is the Batman and Robert exhibition. There you go. Great idea. Take it to a museum. Everyone would be like, what a cool replica that they've done here. Um, yeah. When it is, in fact, the real deal. When it is, in fact, just parked in front of the museum. <laughs> yeah. It would be funny, like, if you went to, like, Universal Studios or whatever, and you see, like, like I don't know, like, the Ghostbusters car in front or whatever, and it's just, like, someone just drove that there and nobody questioned it. <laughs> they were just like, oh, that's cool. Someone must have put that out overnight. Right. <laughs> Um, yes they uh, they said they're going to go to the amusement park I do think it's funny because we find out that um, spoiler alert it was the uh, Joker and the Penguin who Mm -hmm. stole the Batmobile Um, you would think that 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 they would like want to keep it (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. they would do literally anything to it yeah, and it almost seems like the Batmobile was liter was just bait, so that they could yeah. put Batman and Robin and the Mystery Gang in a funhouse type situation, and they could just mess with them. Like they're yeah. not trying to get; they don't even really want the money at at one point. Like they just are just there to mess with Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's very low stakes, completely. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's kind of like the the Jingle Bells song. Um, yeah, Jingle Bells, Batman smells. Robin laid an egg. Mm-hmm. Batmobile lost a wheel, and Joker got away. Yeah, there you go. That song is about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's that great scene later on where Robin lays an egg. <laughs> Robin actually is part bird in this episode. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they go to the amusement park. They decide they're going to split up. Um, Shaggy's like, "Hey, man." I- 
I don't really want to go looking for clues. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Can Scooby and I just sit in the Batmobile? And Batman's like, yeah, it's fine. I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't touch anything. So they and, do like a, a little bit where they pretend to be Batman and Robin. Um, yeah. You know. And it Scooby. looks great. Scooby yeah. looks great in the suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should make a Funko Pop of that. There probably is one. And you should get that tattoo of yeah. Scooby as Batman. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they do. They they're just chilling, and then they realize that the Joker and the Penguin are there, looking yes. down at them. And they're looking the, down at them for like five solid seconds of no animation. Yeah, they don't blink or anything. It's just like they're just, <laughs> I think just staring. Mouth moves up a little bit, like 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 he's laughing. Yeah, but yeah, it's frozen for like a good amount of time, and you're like. What are we doing here? Like that that was one of the first times I was like, did mm-hmm. I turn it off? Like what what happened? <laughs> um yeah, so Shaggy and Scooby call for Batman and Robin who show up and they're like, All right, kids, we got this. Mm-hmm. We're superheroes. Okay. We do this all the time. You stay out of here, we're gonna go into the little haunted house and we're gonna come back out with the Joker and the penguin. All right. Yep. So you just you just sit tight. So they go in, and then we cut to the Joker and the Penguin. And the fine fellow who's doing the Joker's voice (laughs) sounds insane. Yeah. uh, (laughs) This guy's voice is crazy. He's like, hey, Penguin, I'm the Joker. We got him. Like, he's not even like Caesar Romero doesn't sound like that. No, <laughs> like, it's just like, hey, what if Joker just had his head underwater? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a very strange voice. But then again, is it? It is it strange to us having been spoiled with Mark Hamill for so for so long? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, he's trying something new. Yeah. He's trying something new. And this, who knows, this could have caught on. He could have been the voice of the Joker forever. Yeah. Like until he died. Mr. Larry Storch is his name. Storch. Larry Storch. (laughs) Looks like a, just like a guy. (laughs) It sounds kind of like a guy. Like, (laughs) um, yeah. I I wrote down, oh, go go ahead. I like the penguin's voice. He's, he's kind of just like a. Very good. Yeah. He's just like, Sounds like a like kind of a wise talking guy. That's actually a a real person. <laughs> Not that the other guy isn't a real person, but yeah, it's a like what? It's Ted Knight who is on the Mary Tyler oh. Moore show. Um, okay, a show my mom likes a lot. So I I do know this guy. He's a like a famous comedian from the time. Yeah, um, I'm yeah. Sure. I like. I think his voice fits very well for the Penguin. Um, I do too. I think it was. I think he's voiced Penguin multiple times for. Scooby Doo because it sounded the same as the last like the one I remembered. Um, sure. So it sounded similar, and it's a little um, more grounded than like your. Exactly. Exactly. So I wrote down a couple of my favorite, um, not favorite, just jokes that actually made me laugh out loud from yeah. from Shaggy, and they're all from Shaggy. He's very funny. He's very funny. Um, one of the ones when they're asking him to go into the haunted house, he says, sorry, I can't, I'm allergic. 
<laughs> he says, I'm allergic to ghosts. I break out in goosebumps. And I I laughed very hard because that's a great line. He's right. He's, he's, he, I mean, he's so funny. <laughs> exactly. No, it's a, it's a fantastic line. Um, and then later when they're, they're hiding or whatever, or they're running out of the building, he says, sorry, cowards first and darts out of the building. <laughs> yeah. so I, I do love it. Um, but yeah, Batman and Robin decide that they're going to go in. Yes. And like, as you say, the Joker and the Penguin are really just interested in, in, you know, messing with them. <laughs> just yeah. they got, they got the whole haunted house like wired up, and they're mm. just gonna flip the switches and make the fake ghosts pop out and stuff like that. And mm. That's all they're gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like they're not trying to get away. They're not trying no. to steal. Because at one point, Penguin's loading another clown full of money, and Joker's like, "Hey, you're you're fine." And he's like, "Oh, you're right. <laughs> we get enough." Like, <laughs> yeah. So like, hey, what are we gonna do? It's they're they're only Abraham Lincoln's. <laughs> <laughs> You're holding like fifty dollars. Like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, they, uh, yeah. So they, they, they like are flipping some switches. There's some like you know sheet ghosts that come out and then whatever. And then they do this whole bit where where Batman and Robin go up to a door. They're like, "Who's in that door?" <laughs> and the Joker's got a, a microphone. He's like, "It's me, the Joker." I'm on the other side of this door. <laughs> they go, oh boy, that's the Joker. He's in there. Yep. yep. So they, they barge, break down the door and they fall into a pitfall. Um, Holy pitfall. Mm-hmm, where, uh, you know, the Joker and the Penguin were nice enough to put a bunch of like inflatable toys at the bottom. <laughs> exactly that. Joker and Penguin, uh, were, it was very nice of them to put clowns at the bottom of the pit. Because yes. it filled the bottom of this elevator shaft or pit or whatever with those inflatable clowns. Which is yep. funny because earlier when Scooby-Doo was punching them, it, it's like an inflatable balloon, right? Yeah. But then it hit the wall mm-hmm. and its head cracked off like an egg yeah. and it was still inflated. Yeah. And then when Penguin's putting money in it, it's still inflated, and he's like throwing money in the bottom of it. Yeah, it's like if you just like carved the head off of a bowling pin or something. Right, yeah. exactly. So it's like, what consistency is this clown made out of? <laughs> to which it's both soft enough and hard enough to create. It's like it doesn't matter. They're, yep. they're Batman and Robin are safe. Moving on. Like, <laughs> yep. So Robin says, "Let's use our grappling hooks to get out of here." And Batman's like. No dice, pal. <laughs> yeah. you know, this whole thing is completely smooth. The ceiling, the walls, the floor, it's all completely smooth. Guess we're just stuck down here for a little while. <laughs> yeah. While they're looking up at an open door uh-huh. that clearly <laughs> could just <laughs> Yeah. So Batman and Robin are stuck in this hole, and that's where we're gonna leave the episode for now. Okay. So take a brief break to play a little game. Yeah, uh, let's do it. In- now, this game is called Scooby or Not Scooby. It's a game where I collect a series of usually titles that would be from Scooby-Doo or something else. But we're going to play a variation on the game we played last time. So okay. if you remember in the episode that the people didn't hear, uh, I asked you if it was a Flash villain or a Scooby-Doo villain, right? Right. Um, right. So now, naturally, I'm going to ask you, is it a Scooby-Doo monster or a Batman villain? All right, let's do it. A lot of Batman comics, which means there's lots of Batman villains. Thousands of villains that I probably don't even know the name of, so let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Dark Lilith. That's a Scooby-Doo villain. That is a Scooby-Doo villain. You're right. Uh, she is um, an angel of death from Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. That is Night on Haunted Mountain is her episode. I've seen all of Scooby-Doo Incorporated. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> How about Dr. Coffin? I'm going to guess Scooby-Doo. That's also Scooby-Doo. This is uh, from the Scooby-Doo show. The episode is the Harem Scarum Sanitarium. Really that, sweaty title there. That is the Harem. <laughs> that's, that's, this is a children's show. <laughs> it's, it is H-A-R-U-M. But yes, uh, if you miss, miss her, then for sure. Because <laughs> they, they say the title out loud at the beginning of the episode. See, mom's in the kitchen. She's like, yeah. what are you watching? Yeah, that? it's like why is Fred is always with both of both Thelma and Daphne. Like <laughs> you're right, you make a great point. How about Doctor Fang, Batman villain? Yes, this is from Detective Comics number five thirty eight or six. Uh, Doctor Fang is a criminal mastermind who was killed by Night Slayer. So rest in peace. Never got to come oh, back. Man. <laughs> Um, how about Dr. No-Face? That sounds like a Scooby-Doo villain. There are Scooby-Doo villains that have no face, but this is a Batman villain. Uh, Detective Comics number 319. Bart Megan tried to use a device that would erase a facial scar, but ended up erasing his face. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> then I love I love moments like that because it's like, Okay, so he did that and immediately died because he couldn't breathe, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how the fuck is he running around if it's just all skin? I was like, what's the threat there? So he's just like a guy. He just doesn't have a face now. <laughs> he's deformed. Batman's beating up someone with an injury. Like, <laughs> uh, the tiger moth. Hmm. Well, I know moth. I know killer moth is a DC villain. <laughs> But Tiger Moth is different. I'll, I'll say Batman. Yes, this is from Batman number 181. The Tiger Moth's costume disorients opponents, making them incapable of hitting her. Hmm. Oh, it's a woman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I expect Tiger Hood... Moth to be in the Pattinson sequel. That would be good. <laughs> Even if just Killer Moth was in there, I would love that. I mean. Yeah. Get him on the big screen. Come on. Killer Moth and Kite Man have him fight mm -hmm. Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just ruthlessly beating the shit out of a guy in a green kite. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so funny. The <laughs> kite Man being played by like Michael Shannon or someone. Just right. like the most <laughs> serious. But yeah. he still has to wear like these big yellow glasses with the green like frill on it. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's good stuff. What about the Hooded Heifer? Oh, man. That is a DC villain. This is a Scooby-Doo villain. It. Uh, from the, It's a pup named Scooby-Doo. The episode is WrestleManiac. So this is a, uh, a, a, a monster wrestler, the Hooded Heifer. That makes sense. Black Samurai. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Mm -hmm. Ah, 
This is the villain from Scooby-Doo and the Samurai Sword. Yes. Does Black Samurai fight Captain Caveman? Are they friends? Uh, I don't know. I what about the so. Blue Falcon? Is 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 there some like overarching universe where Black Samurai fights the Blue Falcon? Only in my dreams. No. <laughs> what about it? In your dreams, is Blue Falcon voiced by Mark Wahlberg? Yes, <laughs> those are my nightmares. <laughs> um, okay. How about Swagman? Oh man, uh, Batman. Yeah, Batman. This is a Grant Morrison creation from Batman number 676. The Swagman is an armored supervillain who targets members of the Batman family. Hmm. Boring. Come on, Grant. Get a better name. Yeah. (laughs) Almost anything else would be better. (laughs) (laughs) Why not Armor Man? (laughs) Or just, you know, I don't know. Or Iron Man. (laughs) Ah, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> that'll do it El Bandito that's, that's Scooby Doo yeah that's Scooby Doo it's a B-Cool Scooby Doo episode titled El Bandito <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great okay last one okay Cry Baby Clown Batman this is from Scooby Doo uh, Cry Baby Clown is actually voiced by Mark Hamill. So there you go. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very special. Um, all right. Back to the Episode. dynamic Scooby-Doo affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now Fred or um, mm-hmm. Batman and Robin, they're in a pit. They're, they're trapped. They're done for right now. Yep. They're, they're out of the episode for a little bit, which means that Fred, Daphne, which I wonder if it was just like um, – we don't want to have to animate them all the time. We have yeah. all of these Scooby gang, you know, animation cells. We could just use these over and over again. The, yeah. uh, this stuff, I don't know. And so for most, it's it going along with that. The first few times that Joker pulls a lever, it's the same lever, mm-hmm. the like fourth one or whatever. And he just pulls it and then it cuts back and it's, it's open and then he pulls it again and then it's mm-hmm. open and he pulls it again. <laughs> Yeah, he loves these levers. He yeah. he's just having the time of his life pressing all these yeah. buttons, flipping all these switches. Essentially, just screwing with these high school kids. Like that's all yeah. Joker's here for. Yep, because now Fred, Daphne, Velma decide they're going to help. Uh, they give Scooby Doo some Scooby snacks again. Mm-hmm. Nothing for Shaggy. Nope. <laughs> and the five of them are now in the haunted house at this mm-hmm. amusement park. Uh, Joker flips a switch and makes a door separate the two of them. Um, and then he just starts turning everything on, every mm-hmm. single button he's hitting. Uh, you know, <laughs> Daphne and Velma are both scared by this big fish guy that pops out <laughs> of the wall, which I really liked. I would love to see a whole episode with the fish guy. He had a great design. Oh um, yeah, really cool fella. Uh, but then one of my favorite scenes in the in the episode are when Shaggy and Scooby are stuck on the treadmill floor. Yep, it's <laughs> um, amazing. They're like, look. There's the exit. Says this way out. That seems like the way to go to me. So they start <laughs> walking to this this door, and then you know the Joker flips a switch, of course, and the floor starts moving beneath them. So they're stuck in place, just running. And they're and Shaggy's like, "This is a long hallway for a short walk," mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was funny. Um, and they have a lot of really funny bits here. It's like a whole thing where like Shaggy stops to tie his shoe and then he starts moving backwards and he thinks that Scooby's running away from him. And then like 
Joker flips the, the floor to go the other way. So now they're running away from the door when they could just open it and go out. Yeah. <laughs> it's all really good stuff. Um, and there's a great line where Scooby's just like, I don't like this place. Come on. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't, uh, we, we don't either, man. Like <laughs> I love that too, because it keeps cutting from like the full door and then just them running and then back and mm-hmm. forth, like the full hallway. And, you know, the door's not there a few times. Mm-hmm. And it's just the door frame and an open door. And then the door's there. And then sometimes the exit sign's gone. And sometimes the exit sign's not there. And, like, this part where you're talking about, they're running backwards and they've opened the door. And Shaggy's hanging from the door <laughs> with his arm turned back the wrong way, yeah. holding onto the door frame. And then they just, like, jump into it. And what do they fall into? A pit. A pit. In the basement. They do, but they have to take a crazy slide first, and then they land. They land on a spinning style turnstile to disorient them, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then they're spit out, and then they kiss the ground because it's not moving. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, this whole thing was a great idea on the animators' part to find a way to have a a bit where they wouldn't have to animate anything, but it would still be funny. You know, (laughs) (laughs) they just keep running in the same wall. (laughs) Yeah, a good bit on their part. so yeah, now they're in the basement. There's this like empty ghost sheet on the floor, which kind of looks like a KKK hood. It's a little weird. <laughs> um, it's a little sharp for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little dodgy. I was like, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> um, but uh, now they're wandering around in the basement. Somehow, uh, Freddie, Daphne, and Velma also ended up in the basement, and Penguin's like, <laughs> now they're all in one place. <laughs> let's see what happens now and then they like get together and he's like oh (laughs) that's what happens now (laughs) and then Daphne so Scooby runs back because Fred and Daphne show up and they scare Mm -hmm. Shaggy and Scooby yeah Scooby thinks they're a ghost Scooby thinks they're a ghost so he runs and puts on the ghost sheet so that he won't be attacked Uh and then runs back scares Daphne she runs runs away and then he runs the opposite way again and sees a pair of floating glasses. And then, uh-huh. oh, wait, that's just Velma walking in the night. <laughs> and then we get to the most insane part to me. Joker and Penguin put on skeleton costumes to dance around and scare the kids. Again. And they, they look bad. It's like, like spirit Halloween outfits. They do not look good. good. Yeah. And I love to just because he just put it on joker's head was drawn to like this sharp long chin and then he puts on a square head and it just goes clip and it just cuts off the end of his Uh chin now it's part of his clothes (laughs) so anyway yeah it's great they're just wandering around in the basement now in these costumes like yeah jumping around and bopping and they're the same height now which is fun and they're mm-hmm. just like wiggling their arms around and Daphne and Velma are both like is this real? I don't know let's run just in case yeah and then we get <laughs> yeah running. yeah we get my favorite Shaggy line in the whole episode which is where they're debating whether or not the skeleton's real and Shaggy's like can we talk about this someplace else? Yeah. <laughs> I got it I got it do we need to be doing this right here? <laughs> So yeah, they all run away and then Scooby like runs halfway and then he like pauses for a second and mm-hmm. gets an idea and he goes, Bones. Yeah. Big delicious bones. Yep. 
So then he turns around and starts uh, scaring the Joker and the Penguin. <laughs> he's yeah. he's chasing them. Now they're like, uh oh, there's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> there's an actual dog. A giant talking dog. So they run away from him. They open a door and they fall in the same pit as Batman and Robin. And they bounce off the clowns and then Batman and Robin catch them and take their masks off. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Batman's like, we got some boneheads under here. (laughs) Amazing. Um, there's another funny bit where, where Scooby's at the top and they're like, hey, Scooby, you know, go get your friends. And he's like, yeah, 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 I got you. Hang on, hang on. I'm just having a good time. He's just up yeah, there laughing at him. Yeah. And then he's like laughing so hard he almost falls in. And he's like, maybe I'll go get them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, coming up, okay, yeah, so here we go. We, have, we, we find out titular to the story of this episode that Penguin and Joker were not making the – counterfeit money <laughs> they were just putting it into clowns yeah. skipping those clowns they were they are the henchmen this time they are the henchmen in this scenario they were just like yeah whatever i don't know yeah. <laughs> like batman's like where'd you get the money from they're like i, I don't know it came in a, on a plane they're like what happened to the farmhouse he's like what are you talking about he's like what oh. farmhouse and they're like who's mrs baker and they're like What's a Mrs. Baker? We have no clue. Like <laughs> Joker makes the most bizarre joke I've ever heard when they ask who Mrs. Baker is. He's like, "I know who Mrs. Baker is. She's that dog's mother." <laughs> I'm like, "Did you just make a your mom joke in yeah in 1971?" Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like corny. Like he just looks at it. And it's like that joke sucked, buddy. Like <laughs> it did. Here's this is one of this is a great visual gag. There, this is where the bat radio comes up. Apparently, Batman has a radio on his belt. So when mm-hmm. they open the door to leave the facility, they are holding Batman and Robin are holding Joker and Penguin. They open the door and two detectives are standing there from yeah, Gotham. two just guys. They're two just guys. plain closed. The yeah, plain, yeah. And they walk in and then they're like, escort them out and. The bit of them walking out of the haunted house was so funny to me because they walk out with Penguin and Joker each holding a detective around the arm, mm-hmm. stepping out of this, <laughs> stepping out. And Batman's like, no, not like that. The other way. <laughs> and then, then the officers stop. Or Robin said it, sorry. And the officers realize, look down and then like grab Penguin and Joker mm-hmm. by the shoulders and push him into like. A cop car, I assume, because that they're done in the episode. They're no longer seen in the episode. Yeah, that's an, that's an episode wrap on the Joker yeah. thing. Yeah, there's still ten minutes off screen. Yeah. Um. So they, yeah. So now the Joker and the Penguin are gone, and what are we going to do? I guess we go back to the farmhouse. Back to the farmhouse. <laughs> they get back in their in their cars. Um, they drive off. I love they that the mystery. Oh, yeah, the mystery machine can go as fast as the Batmobile. Yeah. So I'm like, Fred, what do you got under there? What do you, what do you, like, Batmobile has a jet engine in the back of it. <laughs> that, that's why he does all his personal tune-ups, you know? Yeah, um, yeah exactly. He doesn't want anyone seeing what kind of illegal stuff he's got going on. <laughs> um, it's so funny, too, because this is another animation thing where, like, when once, Bat, once Penguin and Joker escorted out, all of the kids and Batman and Robin are talking outside of the, they're talking outside just in the street or whatever. And then when it's like, okay, let's go to the mystery machine. 
they all run out of the haunted mansion <laughs> and then into the cars and the cars into the farmhouse, like drive the cars to the farmhouse. I was like, oh, okay, that's it's it's so they had, they had two days to make this. I know. No, I understand, and it's forty five <laughs> minutes instead of twenty or whatever. I understand. <laughs> no, but it's so funny to me. I love it. Um. Um. Oh, so yeah, what they, was the big oh, when they when they oh, never mind. No, sorry, that's a little bit later. But they this is the part where they keep just calling. Oh, Miss Baker doesn't know anything. She's just a sweet old lady. Like they, they keep saying it. Yeah, and Fred and and Shaggy like is reminiscing about the stuff tied to the floor. He's like, maybe she's afraid of earthquakes or whatever. And yeah. Batman's like, it's strapped to the floor. There's only one thing this could mean. I got it. Let's go back. So they go back to the haunted house. Um, once again, Shaggy's like, I'm not going in, man. Nope. I'm, I'm tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stand right here next to the By cars. The tree, yeah. By yeah the you car. it. <laughs> Batman's like, maybe that's actually a good idea. Good point, son. <laughs> so uh, they split up with Batman and Robin are going to go in the front door, and and uh, the rest of the gang are going to go in the back door, and they're going to mm-hmm. meet on the, on the top floor and confront whoever's upstairs. Um, yeah. Even if it's Mrs. Baker, because she's a sweet old lady and she doesn't know anything. Yeah. Um, so they show up and they they go into the house and, and Robin's like, he's right. It's trapped to the floor. Yeah. And he's full on like the animation of Robin is like pulling as hard as he can on like <laughs> the desk table to like rip yeah. it off the floor. Yeah. He can't. He's jumping on like he's pulling on lamps and stuff like he's trying very hard. So uh, um, then outside. Yep. Scooby gets spooked by a rabbit. Yep. And he jumps into a tree. And this is another terrific shaggy line. Where he, I wrote pull, it down. Yeah. He pulls down the, he accidentally pulls like the branch of the tree off, but it's like mm-hmm. hanging just barely. So we can see that it's like a pneumatic lever. And, yep. and Shaggy's looking at it and he's like, huh, there's like iron gears and rope and everything. Mother Nature really goofed on this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I had to write that down too because I was like, Oh my god, that's so funny! Like, <laughs> it's like, buddy, you're so close. You're so you're you're right there. <laughs> um, but then, in fact, it is a lever, and it turns the entire house mm-hmm. upside down. It flips 180 degrees, and we see that strapped to the bottom of it is like a nature scene of like just yep. a field and some trees or whatever. Incredible piece of machinery. Really yeah. impressive engineering here. Yeah. Um, and uh, when then in, start- cut to inside the house, you know, uh, Batman and Robin are like hanging from the ceiling and they're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's insane. Robin says, Holy cement mixers, Batman. <laughs> and then he says, Walking on the ceiling is really weird, huh, Batman? And he's like, Yes, it is, Robin. Let's go see what's outside now. And then they step out and they're in this pit underneath the ground. Yeah, like a big underground cave. Yeah. And, and then it cuts back to Fred, Daphne, and Velma. And Velma's just like leaning on a lamp and just like, what are we going to do? Like, <laughs> so casual. <laughs> yeah, those, those three are having a time. Like, they're just like, oh, gosh, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then um, so Batman has jumped out of the house into the cave. Mm-hmm. Fred, Daphne, and Velma are still inside it. And then Shaggy yeah. and Scooby lift the, the branch again. And so it spins the house again. Yeah. With Fred, Daphne, and Velma still inside like the kitchen area. Yeah. 
They're like bouncing off the walls and stuff. Mm. Except not really, because it's just like a still frame that's like just being shaking hot a little. Yeah. Um, So they get turned back around. Batman and Robin are downstairs and they're like, look at this. We found a lever too. Mm -hmm. They they flip a lever and then the house (laughs) just goes haywire and you're just spinning every which way. And poor Fred, Daphne, and Velma are in there, you know, like ping pong balls getting thrown around. Um, Yeah. And then. Fred and, and Scooby go in, or Shaggy and Scooby go into the house now to tell Batman and Robin about the tree. So they go downstairs, and, and Batman and Robin are like, Yep, we got it. Thanks, pal. We figured it out. Yeah. Um, so now they are in the cave, all five of them, mm-hmm. all seven of them, I guess. Um, and uh, they see the hooded villain in the cave. Mm hmm. So they chase after her. Them. Or, or no. them. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, they chase after the hooded creature. Yeah. <laughs> and they, uh, this next then we have so the most perplexing part of the entire episode. Yeah. Uh, so they're you know, walking around and Batman's like, shh, we got to be quiet. We'll get the yeah. jump on him. And, uh, and uh, then the hooded figure winds up a giant, dog toy basically mm-hmm. not like a like a squeaky dog toy but like a toy dog yeah, right? yeah. um and the dog starts barking mm-hmm. and batman and robin are like shut that freaking dog up so the rest of the gang are like scooby scooby come on what are you Stop doing barking. man <laughs> like, clearly what? has his mouth closed he's like what are you talking about what's going on <laughs> yeah so Daphne like muzzles him basically with a handkerchief, and mm-hmm. then the barking's still going. She's like, "Oh, oh my bad." Like- <laughs> and Batman's like, "Oh, it must be a toy dog. That makes sense." <laughs> so he takes the, the the handkerchief off. End of scene. That's it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's no explanation for why they the bad guy did this. What 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 are we doing here? Why? <laughs> um, and then. Uh, we just Hilarity. get a whole bunch of mm-hmm. antics now. Uh-huh. Hilarity ensues because yeah. now the gangs, the gang, and, like a toy warehouse, basically. Yeah, and I laughed so hard. So they're all running in different directions. Fred and Daphne accidentally run up a slide and land on a trampoline, so they're bouncing. And mm-hmm. then Velma starts running, and she she bumps in barely bumps into a one of those bouncing clown things from mm-hmm. earlier, but it's a skinnier one. And is launched 15 feet <laughs> behind her, and her glasses shoot off of her face. And then, she, and then Scooby lands in a little remote control car, and he's in that for the rest of the episode, essentially, just yeah. zipping around the mm-hmm. floors. He's having a grand old time. He's loving yeah. it. <laughs> Scooby Doo, and they're dropping, they knock over a box, and the ghoul, the hooded figure, jumps out of the box. Robin's gonna bolo it, Robin's gonna throw a bolo at it with Daphne, but they're on top of a jack in the box. Scooby drives next, it hits the switch and launches them straight in the air. But good thing Batman was already at the top of the trapeze in this warehouse to swing over, catch them, and then swing back. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um some great visual gags. Some yeah, it's just so much stuff. It's just madness. You know, yeah. Shaggy at some point gets on like a pogo stick horse. It's a crazy yeah. 
toy. I've never seen yeah. this in my life. It's like a stuffed horse that has like spring loaded hooves. Every just, leg is a pogo stick. Yeah. Yeah. That you hop on. <laughs> um, before that, he gets that giant elephant mask stuck on his head. And we spend two minutes of him fucking around with the elephant mask on his so head. So weird. He's just <laughs> really just truly nonsense. And then, here. Yeah. And then he's in it with the elephant on his head, he's in a teepee with the hooded figure. Mm-hmm. Scooby Doo hits a box and then drives away. Mm-hmm. And then Scooby Doo and the hooded figure come out of the teepee. And then Shaggy walks out without the elephant mask. He's like, Whoa, that was crazy. And just <laughs> walks out. Yeah, the villain's just like riding around on a unicycle. And, yep. and I'm like, There's four teenagers. Two superheroes and a giant dog, and none of you could grab this. Just it's just like a short person. <laughs> yeah. And Fred, exactly. Fred says, "Oh, we'll never catch him now. He's on a unicycle." <laughs> and then that is where we. This is where we get the infamous Batman ring scene because mm-hmm. Batman's getting ready to climb a ladder. No, he's not climbing a ladder. He's supporting the stilts that Robin is on the top of. So that Robin can look around the warehouse <laughs> and it cuts to a ringed hand on Batman. And then it cuts back to the blue, blue gloves and it's, but he's like holding the stilt so that Robin could just be at the top of the. Yep. It's, it's these are some of the most beloved comic book characters of all time, you know, like arguably like, like truly just the most capable human being that's ever been written in a, in any yeah. fiction. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you can't stop spoiler alert, an old woman on a unicycle. Yeah. But then they use those stilts to, uh, high jump over <laughs> the crop of the facility. Then the person on the, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, this is where Shaggy gets onto the pogo stick horse because of, the unicycle is chasing them. Fred, Daphne, Velma get on bicycles. Mm-hmm. Scooby's still spinning on this remote control car. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get like I love. I do love it because it is just purely insane. Shaggy's trying to lasso the guy. He lassos the top of this water sprinkler, and then then he's off of the horse. But then there's four seesaws lined up enough of, for them to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> roll over each one Shred and Bat- Daphne and Velma and all of them but then they're oh no there's a volleyball net and the unicycle can go low enough but the rest <laughs> of the bikes can't so they get pulled off of their bikes yep yeah it's great and and then we get to the very end with Shaggy and Scooby or uh, with Batman and Robin like get him Scoob and then <laughs> Scooby just flies through the air lands on the seesaw right as the unicycle was going to go on it, launches the the hooded figure into a basketball net, and we get holy basketballs. That's two points and game. Yep. <laughs> yep. Great stuff. Uh, it's so insane, and I, I loved it. Like, it's just amazing. And then what I love is we go outside for what you think would be the unmasking scene, right? Mm-hmm. You'd think they would be like, I like Velma, Batman, anybody would be like, I figured out who it is. But now yeah. it's the, like the gang are like, Batman, you got to make this guy take his mask off. Like, we got to find out what he did to poor old Mrs. Baker. <laughs> <laughs> the person of the mask is like, I am Mrs. Baker. Yeah, she rips it off. Mask, yeah. It's like, wow. <laughs> 
the only other person that we saw this entire time. I guess it could have been the Gotham City Detectives. You're right. (laughs) No, it is Mrs. Baker. She doesn't even like need a motivation. She's just like a counterfeiter, whatever. Right. And then she's like, I'm Mrs. Baker, pulls her own mask off. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we never see her again because it cuts. It just cuts to a close-up of Fred going like, what? Or whatever cuts to one of them. And then it, when it cuts back, <clears throat> Batman and Robin are standing in front of where Miss Baker was. And he just pours out a giant bag of what look and sound like rocks to give to Scooby. He's like, oh, here's a bunch of cookies and snacks. Bat treats. Bat snacks. Bat snacks. That's what it was. Here's a bunch of bat snacks. And then Scooby eats them like gravel and then that's it and that's it that's the end of the episode (laughs) what (laughs) that is the dynamic scooby-doo affair yeah well it's everything that you i guess not remembered because you have seen the other one i guess not this one everything you hoped it would be i was i will say animation you know charm aside Mm-hmm. It's still very funny. Like, yeah, it is funny. The entire episode is 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 very funny, and I enjoy it um, as a as a whole of of just getting seeing everything. Like, oh, laughing at the odd choices for Penguin and, and Joker, the odd, you know, um, just everything. But thank God there was a trapeze at the top of that. <laughs> thank God, yeah. <laughs> That could have been bad. They would have just shot up 16 <laughs> feet and then fell straight down. Well, Five we will, inflatable, inflatable clowns, I guess. So true. <laughs> uh, we will get a chance to rank this on our heavy metal tier list here in a second. Okay. But first, we have to play a little game called Jinkies or Stinkies. Let's do it. Now, the way this game works is that each week I find a series of six stories or facts that are related to a topic in the episode and my guess just to tell me which ones are fake which are stinkies ones that i made up and which are true which are jinkies now i was gonna do like just facts about batman but all the sites that i could pull up they're like 20 things you didn't know about batman there's no way that you would not have known them because they would just be like because you're a huge comic book fan it would have just been like did you know that batman sometimes like hangs out with his Pal, Superman. <laughs> like, crazy I stuff. love. I've seen seen some of those, and it's like, did you know that Batman's parents are dead? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I've done instead is I've just collected actual storylines from the comic books. Okay. And these could have been, you know, all the way back to Detective Comics number whatever, right? Like, like, oh, like whole history of Batman comic books, literally thousands of stories, yeah. right? So some of these will be real stories and some will be fake. Okay. So here we go. Let's see if you can deduce here. Let's do it. A criminally insane scientist devises a ray that can be used to transform any human into a baby. But when he shoots Batman with it, he discovers that it doesn't quite work right. The ray gives Batman the body of a four-year-old, not an infant, but leaves him with the mind and more importantly, the strength of an adult. So Batman just modifies his costume and fights crime as the Bat-Baby for a little while, nimbly defeating grown adult criminals with his cherubic new body. Later on, Robin distracts the scientist until Batman can use the ray to revert the changes and turn back into an adult. Oh my god. Um, 
I'm going to, man, see, even with this made up stuff, the the idea that some of these are made up or whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, or you could just prank me and they're all real, but comics in the 60s and the Mm -hmm. 70s were so insane. Like, I'm going to guess that this is real. This is real. This is from uh, Batman number 147. This is a jinkies. Yes, it's it is a real story. Yes. God, oh, that's so insane. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts my head to like what is going on. <laughs> when a mad bomber is holding a Gotham fairy hostage, Robin and Batman disagree over the best method of saving the day. Robin thinks they should just disguise themselves as passengers on the ferry and then intercept the hijacker, while Batman just wants to zoom in there with the bat boat and take them out. Of course, they follow Batman's plan, but the bomb goes off in the crossfire, nearly killing dozens in a close call. After this, Batman and Robin decide to switch places, with Robin taking the lead and Batman acting as his sidekick. They even trade costumes, and Bruce comments on how silly he looks in his tights. Over the next week, it becomes clear that Robin clearly doesn't have what it takes to be Batman, as the villains are simply not afraid of him. Conversely, Gotham gets Robin fever because he's suddenly so cool, and Commissioner Gordon even changes the bat signal for a Robin signal. The two mutually agree to go back to their respective roles with the moral of the story being stay in your own lane. <laughs> Jinkies. This is a stinky. I'd made this Damn. one. That's a good one. That's a very good one. I'm proud of you. That's, that's a hot one. <laughs> Thank you. We all know that Batman is the world's greatest detective, but what about DC Comics famous other super sleuth, Detective Chip? In this one-shot, Detective Chimp challenges Batman to a competition to see who is the better master of deduction. In order to level the playing field, Batman agrees that they must investigate the one thing that he understands less than his adversary, Chimp Crime. Together, they travel to the African jungle where there has been a murder amongst a tribe of chimpanzees. They take turns searching for clues before reaching the conclusion that it was the work of the chimpanzee named Kawani who wanted to take the opportunity to become the alpha of the tribe. Then they must work together to fight off Gorilla Grodd, who shows up to try to recruit the chimps for Gorilla City, and agree that they are both very talented detectives and crime fighters. That is a stinky. That is a stinky, yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. We can all agree that there are too many Joker stories, but sometimes they hit. Like the Bronze Age comic in which the Joker decides he's going to make a giant chicken cross the road. That's it. That's his whole plan. He makes a bunch, a batch of Joker gas that can make anything grow large and blasts a chicken with it, growing it to 400 feet tall and letting it loose on the city. Things get really bad when the chicken lays an egg, which it drops on an elementary school, covering it with yolk. In order to stop the chicken, Batman takes a blast of the grow, grow gas to his own face, growing to equal heights, but Joker's right behind him. Now the giant Batman and Joker have a fistfight over Gotham City while the massive chicken becomes preoccupied with the hot dog stand thinking it to be a worm. This gives Robin and Alfred enough time to reverse engineer the gas and shrink Batman, Joker, and the chicken back down to normal size. The issue ends with the Joker in Arkham and Batman keeping the chicken as a pet in a Batcave trophy gallery. Oh my god. Um... I'm just imagining a kaiju-sized chicken, like, and then Batman and, Batman and Joker are suddenly that big also, like, yeah. sounds like a Power Rangers episode. I'm going to say Stinkies. This is Stinky. It did make okay. this one up. Yeah. Gee, I could not handle if that was true. 
When Batman was first starting out as a crime fighter, he stopped an out-of-control car, saving a family in the process. Out of gratitude, the parents named their newborn child Batman Jones in his honor. Batman posed for a photo with a young boy who grew up idolizing the superhero. Cut to roughly 10 years later, Batman Jones has been training on his own to be a crime fighter and has made his own costume. He blackmails Batman and Robin into letting him join them on their adventures, saying that if, he doesn't, if they don't let him, he would just do it on his own and could get hurt and die. They begrudgingly agree, hoping that he will see, soon find that crime fighting is hard, but he takes to it very easily, proving to be a better psychic than maybe even Robin. But at the end of the episode, the trio stops some burglars who are attempting to rob a stamp exhibition, and Batman Jones decides that stamp collecting is his true passion and gives up crime fighting forever. That's that sounds. That's a jinkies. <laughs> that is a jinky. Yeah. <laughs> that's Batman number one hundred eight. Batman Jones. <laughs> so it's like the real ones are so much stupider than anything I could ever even come up with. They were so dumb for so long. What did he switch to collect stamps? That's where he got me, and I was like, "Oh, that sounds true. Like that sounds so <laughs> ridiculous that it's like, oh, no, that's good." Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is the last one. There are many ridiculous Elseworlds stories out there, including right. plenty starring the Caped Crusader. But none is more ridiculous than the time they asked the question, what if Bruce Wayne killed his own parents? In present day, Bruce Wayne is visited by someone claiming to be Sarah Wayne, his long-lost sister, his younger sister. His parents had never died and had a daughter without telling him. Then Batman visits Dr. Fate, who explains that there's been a rift in space-time. They're time-traveling alien parasites known as hexadrats that burrow into people's brains and reproduce until they will eventually wipe out the entire human race. And Sarah Wayne is the progeny of these hexadrats, who went back in time and chose Thomas and Martha Wayne as hosts. Therefore, it's up to Batman to go back in time and ensure that Sarah is never born, which means he must kill his parents while they have the parasite inside them. But for an added wrinkle, if he doesn't do it right, then this means that Batman would never exist. So Batman has to go back in time, intercept Joe Chill, and take his place and shoot his own parents who have been taken over by the alien parasites. This comic did not receive positive reviews. <laughs> oh, man. I hope that that is a stinkies. It is a stinky. I did. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. But I mean, Batman killing his own parents, don't put it past him. They'll, they'll do that anytime. Hey, hey, that's the next Snyder movie. Don't worry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just show the, the, the necklace being broken on the gun eight more times in the movie. <laughs> it just, the last one's revealed that it's Batman pulling the trigger. Yeah. It's like the Oliver Stone JFK movie where they just show JFK being shot like a hundred times. <laughs> but it's Martha Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, well, that was Jinkies or Stinkies. You did very well. You only missed one. So great yeah. job. Great job. Woo. Um, you know you're Batman. I will never question you again. I know I I a couple of those are were wild guesses, so don't worry. You, those were tough. <laughs> those stinkies were very hard. <laughs> so let's take the time to rank the dynamic Scooby Doo affair on our heavy metal tier list. Now okay. I We'll give you the five tiers once again. Um, starting from the bottom is the rut row tier. That's the absolute worst of the worst, you know, bottom of the barrel. Then is the Scooby Dumb tier. That's for episodes we think are dumb, but, you know, not 
terrible. Then we have the middle of the road, which is the just another mystery tier. That's for episodes that are just another mystery. Nothing special, really. Um, then we have the groovy tier. That's for episodes that we like a lot, but just don't do enough to make it into the cream of the crop, the best of the best, the golden scoob tier. What are we thinking for this episode? I, I got to say groovy. It's fun and it's silly enough. It is fun. Yeah. It is fun. And I'll tell you this. I think it goes in groovy for this reason alone, which is, you know, the new Scooby-Doo movies is not a great series because mm-hmm. they decided to pad it all out to 40 minutes and the vast majority of them cannot sustain that runtime. Mm-hmm. You know, they usually have some sort of a diversion in the middle to just make it, make it a little longer. But the diversion with Joker and Penguin is a good diversion. Like, it's fun. It's enjoyable yeah. and it works for what... The episode is, and it's actually what you want to see. Like you want to see actual Batman villains, right? Yeah. So I think it works. I think it keeps you entertained the whole time, which is a tall order for a forty-minute episode of Scooby Doo. Um, Absolutely. And it's it's just fun. It's it's groovy time. You know, it's far out. Come on. I was I was laughing the whole time, man. Like Shaggy's got some very well-written jokes in this one, mm-hmm. and and so many of them were like actual setup punchline jokes that i that's why i was laughing so hard yeah yeah yeah. and then the rest of them were just like bat milk <laughs> like yeah. disgusted and he looks like bat milk yeah that's the thing like the the animation has its has its problems but like they make up for it and they they really do the best with what they have for sure mm-hmm. um i think it's good i think it's definitely groovy um well we did heck yeah. it heck yeah we, we did, did it again. Of course. According to full episode, hopefully this one people will hear. I know. I, I if it's I, something we can fix, I don't know what would happen with that other one, but hopefully yes, I would like to get this out. I always have fun doing these with you. Anytime you, you ask, I'm I'm down to do it. Doesn't Absolutely. have to be a superhero episode. It can be. I was flipping through the um the Scooby Doo Guest Who because I was <laughs> I was looking for this episode and I just didn't know where to look. Um and there are some wild ones that mm-hmm. if you haven't watched already i would love to be the first person to talk to you about them uh have you watched all of those already i've watched them but like i mean we've only covered it like a handful on the show so there's still plenty plenty of crazy mm-hmm. guests that have yet to be covered because i was flipping through and i just saw uh put a hex on you that's great that's fun hex girls come back good stuff mm-hmm. but then a run cycle through time mm-hmm. is them hanging out with Malcolm McDowell and he's got a time machine. <laughs> that is one of the most bizarre episodes of anything that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. That one is wild. <laughs> and then what about the Steve Buscemi one? Fear of the fire beasts. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or who, the, who is this one? Uh, Oh, Halsey. This is a Halsey one. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Shaggy's a beatnik poet, and they enter Shaggy into a slam poetry contest in Central Park, and Mm -hmm. he goes up against Halsey. He just about freaks. Yeah, it's a crazy, (laughs) crazy series. (laughs) Oh, season two is on there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whole thing. Gosh. Yep. Wow. Wow, I just I can't believe some of these guests feel so out of left field that it's like good thing kids really want to meet Chloe Kim 
the gold medalist snowboarder. That's very cool for her. And yeah. like that, that's like a, like a solid guess to kind of throw on there. But this one says the internet on haunted house Hill. And it's hanging out with Liza Koshy. Yep. No. <laughs> <laughs> that episode does not exist. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. It, gosh. Um, yeah. I don't know what to, what to tell you there. Um, this has been a great time. Uh, you know, really good time. Do you have anything you want to tell the people about? Any place they can follow you or anything like that? I mean, my Instagram is kflash900. My Twitter is kflash900. That's kind of my go-to signal. Um, right now, I just, like, as we were talking a little bit before we started recording, uh, I just moved, so I'm working on trying to write more and, and get kind of uh, applying to production jobs so I can try to get on set and be, like, a production assistant. So that's kind of where my energy's at right now. Uh, I haven't done any, like, photography stuff in a little while i've been meaning to but it's just kind of been busy with the move sure um, but i might go do some today uh, actually it's been it's nice and sunny and warm for yeah. it's uh it's a, it's a great february but it's uh what what, what, what what am i looking at right here 86 right now okay yeah. so <laughs> great great times yeah really good <laughs> um how about yeah, you def- I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm doing well. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at the real Um I'm just tweeting, not doing anything special, but I'm there. You can follow me. If you want to follow the show, you can do so at Heavy Metal Pod on Twitter, um, and you know, subscribe and follow the whole show. Like like every week, there's a new episode, basically, um, and each week covers a different episode from any series in the whole history of Scooby-Doo. So uh, the, the guest changes every week, but I'm always here. I'm the host. Um, but we'll definitely have Ian back at some point because uh, he's a great guest, and I love talking yeah, to you. I love um, talking to you, too. It's always good to chat. And, hey, tune in next week because uh, you'll be meeting Mark Hamill. Uh-huh, you know? yeah. That's my guest next week is Mark yeah. Hamill. Unless he cancels on me, that little scamp. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's busy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's busy. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, thank you to everybody for listening to this whole thing, and uh, to all you meddling kids out there, remember to stay groovy. Ooh, Scooby-Doo.